Well, howdy there, Internet people, and welcome to The Roads with Bo. Today is our Valentine's Day special, which is going to be a Q&A, and uh, we'll run through a whole bunch of them. We like to put out longer uh, content around the holidays. This may take the place of the video that typically goes out on Thursday morning. Uh, so it'll be in part a normal Q&A and in part questions for uh, a special guest we have with us today. Miss Bo is just off camera, so she will be answering some of these that are directed to her. Okay, so starting off, as a federal employee, I'm hearing rumblings about everyone being forced back to the offices. Any truth to that, or is it just the D.C. people? Uh, I'm hearing the same rumblings and rumors. I do not know. Eventually, this will happen. I don't know if what is being talked about now is real or just people talking about it. It does extend, the rumors extend to people who are contract employees as well. Okay. Hi, Bo, and hopefully Miss Bo. Do you celebrate Valentine's Day? If so, what would you say was your all-time favorite Valentine's Day moment with each other? If not, why not? Uh, we do not celebrate Valentine's Day, and uh, the moment that we discussed that and agreed it would agreed on that would be like the best day. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's. We both kind of came from the same place. It's a it's a silly day. Calendar to dictate when you demonstrate your love for someone is kind of silly. <laughs> I think what she told me initially was that if I uh, if I needed a special day to do something nice, then probably didn't need to stay together too long. <laughs> something along those lines. Okay, what was the what was the moment when you knew this was the right person for you? I, I think well, I'm the person they're talking about here. Oh, okay. Um, well, I mean, that I would hope anyway. The jury still might be out on that. I mean, you're you're Mister All Right. No, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, one of the sweetest things uh, when we first started dating, we, we hadn't been dating long. Um, I wanted to go out, but I was too tired to go out. And then a few hours later, someone, you know, Bo called and said, hey, we're, we're going out. So I got ready. I left and I was digging in my purse in the car and I was getting a little frustrated, obviously. And um, he's like, what's the matter? And I said, I, I, I'm looking for my lip gloss. And he asked if we needed to stop and get some. And it was like the sweetest moment ever because... At no point do I think I ever dated somebody that paid attention or asked if they could do something for me like that. So it was a small little thing that went a really long way. And I knew then it was definitely, definitely in for the long haul. <laughs> Note, guys, the smallest amount of observation and consideration can go a really long way. <laughs> okay, I was wondering... What your thoughts on Alabama using nitrogen gas to execute Kenneth Smith were? Do you feel the cruelty is the point for the powers that be there? I think the apathy is the point. Um, I, I am not a fan of this practice to begin with. Um, in general, 
I, I think it should be reserved for the absolute most extreme situations. Um, and I feel like eventually this is going to go by the wayside. Um, not just the nitrogen, but in general. Um, there, there's a lot of information about this, and it really it does not achieve the desired effect, uh, contrary to all of the rhetoric. As is typically the case, the, the, the rhetoric doesn't actually pan out. Okay, I don't, <laughs> I don't have a question. I just wanted to take this opportunity to express my general hatred <laughs> of the entire concept of Valentine's Day. <laughs> All right. Um, when my future son-in-law asked for my daughter's hand, I told him I raised my baby already, and she's a woman now, so if she says yes, you have my blessings. That was over 10 years ago. And I love my son-in-law, but sometimes I wish I had something more to say back then. Is there more a dad can say 11 years later without crossing the line? Um, I mean, it. depending on the relationship, I feel like it's always kind of appropriate to provide advice. I don't, I don't know how you'd recapture that moment, though. Um, but what do you what do you what do you think? Agreed. I think. Uh, but if it's if it's something negative, you're you're kind of at the forever hold your peace thing. If it's something positive, there's never a bad time to say something positive and encouraging to family. So. Okay. What do you think hopeful messaging about the power of love? has in our current political environment. Major politicians seem to avoid that word except in very certain contexts. I feel like no one's really advocating for learning to love one another, which is weird because that seems to me like an inspirational message that could get people motivated. And the alternative is rising division, dehumanization, and violence. But the people who most rely on that hopeful message, hopeful language, about love are fringe figures who don't even run in elections with the goal of winning them because of how fringe they are. What am I missing here? Um, I mean, I definitely think that messaging, it, it, it's always viable and it, it's always been a part of it. It fringe figures, I, that's true. Um, and generally speaking, historically speaking, you need to look at what the powers that be, the authorities, the establishment has done to people who carry forth a message of love. Um, but I, I would point out that it's not as fringe as it seems at first. I mean, sure, you look at a candidate like Marianne Williamson, who made that kind of messaging very central. I mean, yeah, she she's not winning, but she's getting points. Not not fractions of a point. She's getting points in a in a primary that wasn't really that wasn't really meant to be fought. You know. What do you think? Oh, I think we have a lot of healing to do. There's never really a lot of love in politics, but I think healing's first. You can't love again without healing. Okay. It would be nice to see a Thomas Paine type video on Susan B. Anthony and how she helped advocate for women's rights. Uh, we have 
we have this type of stuff coming on this channel. There's more, there's definitely more in between <laughs> um, what's happening right now and more biographical stuff. There's going to be a whole lot more stuff coming out. Um, but stuff like this is, is still, it's still in the pipeline. Um, we're, we're running through various formats and, and seeing what works and what doesn't. And then the additional question is for Miss Bo. Will your hubby voluntarily scoop Marilyn's poop, that's a horse by the way, on Valentine's Day as a surprise gift for you? Okay, I'm laughing at the poop part, not so much the, the question itself, but that was that was funny, that, that it is a horse. Um, and absolutely not, that, that's, <laughs> that's not even a question. Um, he, he will gladly take her to another pasture, he will gladly take her and play with her, um, talk to her, entertain her, whatever, but he, he's not going to, like, clean up after her or take care of her. That's, that's, <laughs> that's not his role. That's not, that's not what he does. So, no, that's not a, not a thing. Right. I, I've talked about it before. I like playing with the horses, some of the horses. I like some of the horses. Um, you know, I, I get along with them. I love them. I like to play with them. To me, taking care of them, stuff like that, that's, that's a chore, and she actually enjoys it. So it's like a workout. I don't mind it. <laughs> yeah. Very, uh, very different view of that kind of stuff. What's your, what's your take on getting your wife slash girlfriend a gift well before Valentine's Day, and that being called, quote, the gayest thing? I figure it'll be a funny one. Yeah, I, I've heard something about that. There's a whole genre of commentary and conversation right now that has turned into, hey, this incredibly heterosexual thing, yeah, that's actually not. And I just, I mean, when it comes to this whole this whole line of reasoning and, and commentary, though, to me, if, if every interaction you're having with a woman as a man is really based on how it's going to be perceived by other men, I question who you really want to spend your time with. Um, so, okay. I miss seeing your posts on various social media as I shared them a lot. There's a second account on Facebook, though. Looks like you, but I think it's a copycat. It's definitely not me. Um... Maybe that's why you got messages from Facebook saying you weren't posting original content. Yes, for those that don't know, the reason we do, we don't have a, a running Facebook is because Facebook did not believe that we were us. Um, I even put out a video specific to Facebook talking to the person who was going to review it, and apparently it didn't matter. Um see. I've sent a couple messages before asking if it's really you, but didn't see a reply. So what social media accounts do you actually still have? Uh, getting closer to elections, I think a bigger presence on the socials by someone like you would really help to get to fact-based, reasonable, logical, informative, and sane responses to a lot of the stuff that is being and will be slung over the next several months. Um, right now, I'm not really active on any. I really liked Twitter, but I, I can't use it with what it's... With what it's become and how uh, the platform itself is now running, 
I'm I'm waiting to figure out where everybody is going to go, and then I will reestablish a presence there. Uh, Bo, you work too much. If you're anything to go by, so does Miss Bo. What country is your guy's dream vacation destination? Me and my missus are going to Japan later this year and are extremely excited about it. Uh, hers is a cruise in the Med, right? Yes. Yeah. With stopping in Greece. Okay. <laughs> uh, my, mine would be Ireland. So... Um, you guys have quite the plethora of animals already. What is a species you guys don't have yet but really want? Or which one does Miss Bo really want but Bo still needs to be convinced of? Oh, you've got that backwards. When it comes to like species of animal that you wouldn't think would be on a ranch... It's not, it's not her that it's me. Like, like I want peacocks or tapers, and she won't let me have a taper or two. I mean, fish and wildlife won't let me have a taper either. But you know, it, it's when it comes to things that are a little bit more unique or out there, it, it's me that wants them. Um, but I mean, there's probably normal ranch animals that you oh yeah i want quite a few things but i i definitely would love goats and chickens but i'm afraid that i can't contain the goats and that it would be like safety issues and concerns for them and then the chickens i'm afraid that the other wildlife we have around here would yeah. hurt, hurt them and i don't know that i could that would hurt my heart so yeah <laughs> i just um I really am sticking with the larger, the, the horses and the big dogs we have. And, and I think, and the barn cats. And I, I think we're good for now. That's, that's plenty to keep alive. I, I go by how many heartbeats I have to keep going around here. And that's uh, quite a bit. So adding more is a bit much. Okay. What is your idea of a perfect date night with Miss Bo? Uh, something not here at the ranch where there's you know a whole bunch of kids and animals and and other things that tend to interrupt anything that's going on um okay i know that you're really rooted where you live and i understand that building a local network is a vital strategy for lasting change if it weren't for your home and not wanting to disrupt your family's life however would you have decided at some point over the past few years to just cut and run local network or no I know that despite being deeply committed to the praxis of teaching and being a faculty member at a state university in the upper Midwest, I'm counting the months to when I can retire and leave this deeply and smugly authoritarian state for a far more sane and welcoming majority-minority one. Um, so the question here is, would I be doing the same thing if I didn't have a family? No. No, I would, uh, I would be definitely more active on the road, um, doing, I, I would be engaged in helping people build networks and doing force multiplication stuff, um, in, in that way. Okay. 
Miss Bo or Captain Miss Bo, my <laughs> youngest, uh, four, still cannot sleep through the night. Y'all have any suggestions? We try to wait a blanket, melatonin, sound machine, and lots of snuggles. Oh, every parent is so different. Giving advice on kids is, is difficult, but um, kind of the only thing I, I didn't hear on that list was um, full bellies. I, I mean, I, I did it from the time my kids were about six weeks old on with that little extra cereal in their bottles just to kind of thicken it up. Um, firm believer in the in the full belly, baby will sleep well, little one will sleep good. So uh, there's that. Um, what else did we Say try? A snack before bedtime. Um, active. Active. Like, not right before bed, because then they're all wired. But, like, get them real active, running around doing something, and then kind of tone down the night. And eventually, you, you'd end up, like, they fall asleep and they have to be teleported to bed. Um, that might work. That's all I've got. Um, okay. Uh, if you lived in a different country, where would y'all live? Or have y'all, you thought much about it? And when do the gardening and homesteading videos come out? And are you considering a more hurricane-proof option like small, small walled greenhouse for next year's gardening projects? So we put together a greenhouse with acrylic panels and everything. And luckily we got footage of it because the hurricane, or not the hurricane, the tornado <laughs> demolished it <laughs> um so like all that's left is the metal frame now but um and the gardening and homesteading videos they're coming just it, i feel like they've been built up so much at this point that they're going to be disappointing okay if you lived in a different country where would y'all live ireland yeah ireland or some country where the central government is so weak that if need be it could be realigned easily okay um what is the kindest experience you've had on valentine's day i, I don't know that i personally had something that i remember um but what i do love about valentine's day is like with my little kids with my kids and they go to class and everybody shares valentines and everybody they make their their little boxes or their bags and they decorate them and they exchange valentines it's their little so their little like ice cream socials i always think that's so fun and so cool <laughs> um and it's kind and everybody's involved and they're kids so they're innocent and they just enjoy it someone thinks i'm over the moon you know it's it's great our family is same sex mixed religion with an adopted child the political climate has been causing increasing fear and anxiety within our family and my spouse has begun looking at international job listings as well as domestic our families think we are drastically overreacting but we are very concerned about our future should trump be elected again at the very least we are trying to get out of the south do you have any thoughts or advice you're not overreacting um when you're talking about your safety, when there's doubt, there's no doubt. It, it, if When people hear this, they look at it 
in, in one in one way is that really necessary the other way to look at this is you're doubting whether or not your your family will be safe there's there's no doubt over that you know that that is a a feeling that you have uh planning to uh to go somewhere else to alleviate that feeling there there is nothing wrong with that uh, I would never advocate or say that somebody is overreacting when it comes to getting their family somewhere where they would feel safer. Um, that there's even just the feeling alone is detrimental. Like just the feeling that you might need to go somewhere else is detrimental. So if, if you have the resources and you have that feeling, yeah, I mean, do it. Uh, that would be my my advice, or at least come up with a really good plan to do it. Um, what is your favorite comfort food? That green bean thing, right? Mine, the green bean casserole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yours is Oreos. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oreos, um, and use a fork if you don't know. Stab them with a fork and to put them in the milk. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Stab them and hold them under the, the liquid until the bubbles stop coming up. Um, and when you say it like that, it sounds like, doesn't sound like you're talking about cookies. Okay. Um, let's see. Like many others, I am trying to balance my increasing anxiety at the state of our country with day-to-day -day living. I am finding it more difficult to stay focused on creating positive change, doing my day-to-day -day living when it seems like we have bigger issues to worry about, and wondering if I should be preparing for worst-case outcomes. Um, okay, and I'm finding it more difficult to continue to reach across the aisle or across the street, in my case, to people who vote for candidates that seem bent on destruction and hate, even when those people seem to be otherwise good-intentioned. I know I'm not doing anyone, including myself, any good if I've become too chaotic and angry, but I'm definitely finding it harder to maintain this position. How are you balancing these issues yourself, and what is your perspective on realistic levels of fear, anger, and worry? Okay, again, wondering if I should be preparing for worst-case outcomes. This goes back to the previous, or I guess two questions back. Being prepared be prepared, not scared. If you have a plan, you're more comfortable. Just the feeling alone is a detriment. All of the same stuff applies. Um, as far as continuing to try to reach across the aisle, reach across the street, there's a famous quote, never argue with somebody that blank would have blanked. Um, just remember, there's a point of diminishing returns. Uh, you know, that, that saying isn't really about... It's not the way that it comes off, which is like hyper militant. It's really more don't waste your time. Um, you know, there is a point where continuing a conversation with people who are bent on destruction and hate, it only wears you down. So while I, as somebody who is just more stubborn and very uh, dedicated, more so than they could ever be, it doesn't bother me. If it starts to weigh on you, yeah, you don't have to do it. I mean, you have to remember that 
in order to build a, a better world, you have to be in a better place too. So don't do anything that that, that disrupts that for you. Um, okay. I am currently taking a course on environmental sustainability for my environmental science degree. Because of having that subject matter on my brain lately, and I know that you have previously expressed a lot of concern for the environment, my thoughts have drifted to how you might manage your ranch to keep its operation sustainable. Do you have any details on this that you are comfortable sharing? Uh, I personally think the, the biggest thing we do is something we don't do, actually. Uh, we don't utilize all of the land. The amount of forest that is maintained, it, it's carbon negative. The ranch is carbon negative. It like we could add like tractors running 24/7 and the ranch would be carbon negative. Um, when new stuff goes in, you know I, to me that's the biggest thing is, is maintaining is maintaining large sections of undeveloped dirt, you know. <laughs> um, that that's that's a big thing. On top of that, when new stuff goes in, it's it's solar, um, and eventually we'll get to where we have everything, you know, retrofitted, and and the whole thing is renewable. Um, and then as far as the the horses themselves, uh, what do you think? They they maintain the cleared area as well in the pastures, um, so that cuts down on a lot of other sources being used. Um, we also, uh, we get our hay locally from people around us. So we don't, and we don't need a lot of that because we have grass like nine months out of the year. We don't, our grass right. doesn't go dormant for very long. So, um, it's, it, again, it sustains itself. It's the small things like that, that, hmm. um, okay. Yeah. I would say, yeah, and you're right, not having to run stuff to, to maintain and just letting the horses eat it, that's that's another thing. I never really thought of it that way. <laughs> Maybe um, little things, little things yeah, that make differences. That does. Um, okay, uh, let's see. There's not a chance I'm going to let pass by Miss Bo. First, I missed the little Twitter conversations you two had, especially on the day you managed to sneak in Maryland, and he had no idea, or pretended he had no idea. I don't care. It was funny. Uh, I know what you're talking about, and I, I was not aware of... Anyway. Uh, second, what is Bo's most annoying habit you've accepted over the years, but still have trouble with from time to time? Things that make you go, ah... Why do you assume I have an annoying habit? I am obviously perfect in every way. Practically perfect. I'm like Mary Poppins. No, you're not. Um, <laughs> but what's funny to me is what have you accepted? When you hear my tone change when I'm explaining this to you, you're going to understand I haven't truly accepted it. <laughs> um, but I do live with it. Uh, my biggest pet peeve with Bo, like something he does that just irritates me so much is... Yeah, grab your coffee cup. Grab the coffee cup. See, he even knows. Is he will leave his coffee cups, a water bottle, any beverage that he has had, it will always have two sips in it. That's it. He will never fully ever drink it. 
but not only will he never fully drink it, he will leave it wherever he left it. It will never make it to the trash can or the sink. Two sips of something everywhere, all the time. And obviously, for me, the most annoying habit that she has that I have had to grow to accept over the years is she always picks up my coffee cup before I'm done with it and moves it somewhere. It sits there for two days. (laughs) It does not sit there for two days. No, because I would never leave it there two days, but it sits there long enough you're done. Okay. Um, Okay, and then with... Oh, can I also just... It was Charlotte that I snuck in. Marilyn, I did the stocking thing with. Yeah. 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 For those that don't know, you know my wife takes uh, rescue horses um, or horses. They're not even rescue sometimes. Horses that need a home. Um, and I'm not always informed of what's going on when they arrive. And one day I'm out doing something on the property and there's just an extra horse. And I sent her a message over Twitter because I knew she was on Twitter and uh, she responded by like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's obviously not really a horse. You, you're, the heat's just gotten to you or whatever. <laughs> because, you know, that's that's how we roll. Um, <laughs> okay. What would be a way to set expectations in finding a committed partner when that hasn't really been modeled for you during your youth in a way which inspires, even if it's hard? Um, what do you think? Well, it's, it's hard even if you have had the example set. Um, but I think the most important thing to do as an individual is know yourself very well as to what you cannot tolerate or have in your life and what you can't live without. And, and keep that in mind as you're dating somebody and you're, you're going through life. And because you have to remember, um, remember marriage is marriage and dating in in a future together with a significant other. It's a marathon. It's, it's not a sprint. So there's going to be things that go up and down and that you don't always like, or that and people are going to change it, but that those hard lines that you can live with that, you know, you know, are acceptable and the hard lines that are absolutely not acceptable to you. The, uh, the other thing that I would uh, kind of acknowledge, is, especially if you haven't seen committed relationships over time, just remember that they're not always, they're not always roses. You know, things aren't always perfect. Mm-hmm. Don't set the expectation that everything's going to be fine and that your your partner is going to be perfect and that over time they, they will totally learn to move that coffee cup because they won't. They won't. Um, yeah. And just learn to accept those things um, and know what – know where those lines are. Like she said, know what you want and what you, you absolutely don't want and find that middle ground but accept that within that range – there's going to be ups and downs. It's a wide range. <laughs> uh, do you think Trump sends Valentine's cards and gifts to himself? I have no idea. 
Um, see, you know, it's one of those things like when somebody asks a question like this, it sounds like an odd question, but you don't know because when you really think about that guy, he has a lot of very strange behavior. Like beyond the political stuff that I talk about, um, you know, all the stuff that I just tend to gloss over because it's not really news. But if you really just look at his behavior overall, he's he has some odd behavior. And we'll, we'll just leave it at that. Um, why do some right-wingers think the military would help Trump with a coup? Most military detest Trump. That's a, a product of a, a vocal minority. Um, so there are a lot of the right wing, they look at veterans and they equate veterans with active duty military because that's you know where they came from. And a lot of veterans are in support of Trump and that's how it, it appears. But what it really is, a lot of vocal veterans, people who have, not every veteran makes being a veteran their identity. Um, those who are very open and upfront about being a veteran, they tend to lean more towards the nostalgia, which then means that they lean more to Trump. So it's one of those things where what they see and what they associate isn't really representative of the whole. So there's a, there is a, a misappraisal of how much support is there. And a lot of them who hold this opinion, I mean, I would point out even most veterans who support Trump, they don't actually want to coup. And most of them don't believe that the military would participate in that because they understand how the military works. They understand the systems that are in place to stop that, um, the safeguards. And, you know, it, it, it was demonstrated those systems are resilient. Um, you know, that they, they got a bounce check and it worked. Um, so, okay. How does Miss Bo find time to take care of kids, animals, work, and you <laughs> and still be somewhat calm? What makes you think she's somewhat calm? What video, I'm, I'm going to need a citation on that. What video that I put out led you to believe that she was calm? No, I'm joking. What? Extremely calm. Okay, so well, how do you do it? Um, well, for one, you're you're a full grown adult person. You you take a lot of care of yourself. I mean, I don't have to do that much. Uh, just pick up your coffee cups every now and then, things like that. Um, uh, work. Well, I have stepped back from full time nursing, um, so I do have more time. But I do dedicate quite a bit of time behind the scenes to TFC and and with the crew a lot. Um, and then yes, the kids, the farm, all of it, the ranch, all of it works together. So okay. yeah, long, busy days, but it all balances out. Okay. How does a family marriage relationship, not just survive, but thrive in this world with so many horrors pulling our attention outward? How do we speak about hope for the future near and distant? How do we talk to children about this weird now? Um, I personally would think that a family marriage relationship would uh, provide motivation and support. 
you know, you need support and sometimes you need motivation to continue to stay in the fight. So that would help, um, you know, maintain a positive outlook about the future. You know, how do we speak about hope for the future? You have to maintain it. You have to have that hope yourself. Um, how do we turn down the volume without being clueless? So much fear. Uh, that's information consumption. You know, I mean, there, there's little things you can do, you know, regulate, set your news consumption to where you do it in the morning, do all of it in the morning or all of it in the evening. Um, but I mean, the big thing you can do is avoid, avoid outlets, avoid sources that intentionally sensationalize, that play to your emotions, that, that fear monger, avoid all of that. And you'll, you'll be, uh, you can, you can stay informed. You won't be clueless and you won't have your emotions being poked the entire time. That'd be my, my suggestion. Yeah, uh, definitely dial back on some of the social media and the outrage and things like that and find a calm, soothing, you know, voice that explains things and reason and logic. Um, I personally, I watch this guy, Bo of the Fifth Column, on YouTube. Uh, that's my best advice for you right there. Um, very rational. Doesn't tell me what to think. Kind of gives me things to think about and uh, covers the topics that I can go and research myself. So it helps a lot. That was smooth. That You're was welcome. Smooth. <laughs> okay. A um, little bit of a request instead of a question, but to celebrate the Day of Love, would you be able to make a little PSA on behalf of wildlife rehabbers? I'm an experienced rehabber that focuses on possums, and I know the season is coming. I would love it if people could look up a, a local wildlife rehab phone number and just keep that info handy as we get a lot of calls from people who don't know where to call, who don't know where to call when they find a sick or injured wild animal and we get the animal too late. Just a quick search, find a local number and keep it handy. Rehabbers network, so an owl person probably knows a fox person or an or a possum person. That's a funny possum person. That's fun to say. <laughs> um, so calling any rehabber may help. Thank you and all my love and respect for this wonderful channel. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. The information went out. Uh, if you want to clip this, use it. <laughs> okay. Mr. Bo occasionally talks about letting Mrs. Bo have her way with strange animals coming to the ranch. Uh, I'd be curious to hear from Mrs. Bo what Mr. Bo isn't telling us about what he gets away with. Well, again, as noted with the horses, I would like to point out that, you know, she, she gets away with the animals coming, uh, because it's like she does all the work. <laughs> so it, you, you don't get a whole lot of say in something that you don't, you know, actually do anything with except play with. So... Okay, so what do I get away with? Yeah, uh, on that, trees. Trees? Trees. What do you mean trees? Oh, fruit trees, trees. I have lots of trees. Yeah. How is that getting away with, with anything? Oh, how, I have how many? I a new okay. load of trees. <laughs> uh, 
how many are out there is that is there's so right now there are trees out there that haven't been put in the ground there's one two there's 10 there's there's 10 actual fruit trees out there that haven't been put in to the ground yet but they will it's it's a matter of time i didn't know that that was something i got away with before they bear fruit cute <laughs> uh does Miss Bo help with the channel? Does she have her own? She does help with the channel, and she does not have her own. Um, how did Mr. and Miss Bo meet? So, I, uh, I was working, and she came by and was getting some photos and stuff, and I, I was interested and she basically there there was an order that was for her and it had stuff in it that was needed to be framed and stuff like that and I uh, had the number to call so I called and I wasn't too forward or anything like that but I definitely had you know the voice of you know how are you doing and the woman on the other end was incredibly receptive and we sat there and started flirting for a little bit, at which point, after, I don't know, maybe five, six minutes of this, she was like, I'm pretty sure that you're actually trying to reach my daughter. And then gave me her phone number. Um, so I flirted with her mom for a while uh, first. That's, there's that. Um, and so I called her number and she was actually sick, and she answered the phone with something like, I'm on quarters, and she just didn't want uh, to uh, talk to anybody at that moment. But I told her, you know, her, that the uh, the stuff was in, but I set it aside. I didn't frame it or anything like that because I figured I would get a chance to talk to her when she came by to pick it up. And uh, when she showed up to... Uh, pick it up. I started framing it and she was like, you couldn't have already had this done. I was like, wow, this is not going according to plan. And uh, I actually said, you know, well, I was hoping to have a minute to talk to you. And she's like, yeah, how's that working out for you? <laughs> okay. I practice what I preach. I accepted the answer. No. <laughs> so I, you know, that was the end of it. And then as she was walking off, she looks over her shoulder and she's like, well, you have my number. And I was like, well, okay. So for whatever reason, I called her again. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I called her. And it took a while because we were both pretty busy. Uh, and eventually, I think our first real date was you bringing me coffee at work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it just it went from there. In my defense, though, I did feel bad, and I realized I was being a very not nice person. So, I, that is why I told him he could call me. I never expected to hear from him. <laughs> I've been happily married for many years, but my spouse has less progressive views and is downright conservative on some issues compared to my leftist beliefs. Over the years, we've found common ground, but some topics are verboten since I know they'll spark an argument. Any suggestion on navigating hot-button issues when you understand your spouse's reasoning but completely disagree with their conclusions? Um, I don't know. That's hard. 
I mean, this is what you've been happily married for many years. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Uh, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, you know, it, when you're talking about stuff like that, it's it's a little bit over time, slowly but surely addressing things um, and talking about it. I wouldn't I wouldn't look for something to create a drastic change. You know, I would slowly try to to do it if, if you're going to. Uh, here's a morbid one. Do you have a replacement or someone to cover for videos should you get sick or need to take a break or does the column collapse? We are actively looking for somebody to kind of get into that role, somebody who wouldn't mind being in front of the camera. Um, to get even more morbid than that, if I was to, uh, you know, no longer be here tomorrow, y'all would actually still get videos um, periodically. Like, not, obviously not as often as, you know, you get them now, but over time, every few months, something would pop up. Um, you know, part of that planning thing. What is the most romantic thing I've done for you? Um, definitely the day you, you gave me the moon rock necklace. Um, that was incredibly sweet and very romantic. And at a great opportunity and time in my life when I needed a little something. Um, and then you also gave me a confusing Russian novel. So That's right. A confusing Russian novel. You're not going to explain that at all. No. Refusing to elaborate further. Okay. All right. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> as someone with a bunch of kids, how do you think, what do you think about the decision to not have children given the state of the world, climate change, political upheaval, et cetera, et cetera? Um, like, I hear this most when you're talking about climate change or something like that, and the idea is that it's a, a species-ending event. Uh, I would say that not having kids is also a species-ending event, if you're talking about from a societal level. Um, what, what do you think? Oh, agreed. But, you know, the, the choice to have children is every individual's choice. If you want to have children, have children. If you don't, don't. If you don't, please don't. Right. <laughs> right. That's, that's, a, that's one of those other things. If there's doubt, there's no doubt. <laughs> um, okay. if, if you don't want it, if you don't want kids, don't, don't have kids. Um, okay. Dear Mrs. Bo, what attracted you to Mr. Bo? What keeps you in the partnership? Well, I mean, you just heard the awesome story about how we met. <laughs> I mean, he's, He's very patient and charming and kind. Um, that's how he is all the time. Um, even when I'm mad about coffee cups. So, <laughs> and and that's what that's what keeps you in it. And he's supportive. And again, you have to remember what I said earlier about marriage is a marathon. It is not a sprint. There are going to be hard times. There are times when I am the one who is patient and kind and supportive and charming, I'm sure. And there are times that it's it's his role and it's what keeps us going and together. 
I think. <laughs> what is a show or film you've been able to enjoy together recently? Me and my partner are going back to watch Hilda if you need a recommendation. Uh, we just rewatched The Sopranos and that the movie, many, The Many... The Many Saints of... The Many Saints of Newark, which I had not seen before. Um, it's a prelude to Sopranos. What do you plan to do with your Valentine's Day this year? This. It's Wednesday. <laughs> this, yeah. It's a Wednesday. It's, it's really not... We, we're a Halloween family, not a Valentine's Day family. <laughs> um, Bo, do you love your dogs as much as they love you? If so, what are you getting them for Valentine's Day? Uh, they, 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 they get in steak. Um, so that's really more for Baroness. Baroness is the eldest German Shepherd. She is way beyond her expectancy um, by, by years. So at this point, she kind of gets uh, she gets human food every once in a while. gets gets to lead her best life at this point. <laughs> Doesn't get asked to do a whole lot. Um, okay, I want to reiterate that the community network videos are my favorites and, in my opinion, the best ones you publish because they give me hope. Is there an interesting space story you haven't had time to talk about? Uh, no, actually, not really. Not one that's just coming to mind right now. I'm sure as soon as I, you know, stop filming this, I'll think of something. <laughs> but right now, no. Um, this may be a silly question, but where would you and Miss Bo go on vacation if you had the time? So that's... That sounds more like with the family. Oh, yeah. I, I'm then, with you that I still want to do like a Route 66 drive and look at all the historic sites, the well-known things, go camping, do basically education on the road, take all the kids. and. Yeah. That's, yeah. I want to do that. I want to do Route 66, like, with or without the kids, to be honest. Like, that. that's... <laughs> I, <laughs> I want to do that and do that sometime soon. Um, okay, Bo, I keep hearing you say European security is American security. Can you explain this in a little more depth? Yes, because I'm getting a whole bunch of questions about this. There's going to be a whole video on it, probably on this channel. Like, it'll get really in-depth. Um, but for a shorter answer that we can go over now... The basis of American national security is NATO. A whole lot of NATO is in Europe. If there is instability in Europe, countries in Europe get drawn into it. Some of them will be members of NATO. Therefore, the United States will get drawn into it. I hope that made sense. Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a chain. Europe and the United States are tied. And, and there's no easy way, even if you wanted to, to, to untie that knot. Um, okay. Getting married to my partner of over eight years this upcoming summer. Any tips on maintaining a strong and healthy relationship as we move into this next phase? Eight years? Yeah, you're probably doing fine. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Um, that's one of those things that, it, it, I mean, eight years. The only advice I would have is whatever 
small coffee cup type issues that you have, don't expect marriage to, to fix them. That, that would be like my only advice. If you have been together happily for eight years, I mean, even happily most of the time for eight years, and you're now getting married, I, you're, you're good. Um, just maintain the communication and, and the activities that, uh, that have kept you together for eight years. Don't let it slip, you know? What do you think? Yeah, I think a mile marker in the marathon, the, the wedding is a, just another step. You're doing great. Okay. Uh, Valentine's Day is my birthday, no question. Just wanted to thank everyone for taking each other out for dinner, giving cards and flowers and chocolates, etc., all in honor of my big day. Happy Sounds birthday. good. Happy birthday. Yeah. Okay. Miss Bo, did you grow up on a farm or ranch? I'm a lifelong townie and a mom who'd worked full time, and I can't fathom how you manage husband, lots of kids, animals, and nursing. Um we had cats and dogs and other little critters, but nothing big and no ranch. I'm still missing you on Twitter. Mm. Um, you manage me. Okay, so did you grow up on a farm or ranch? Uh, no, I absolutely did not. Uh, traveled a lot, and the, the only animals I had growing up was a schnauzer and a chow and a hunting dog and like one at a time um so no i just just series of life choices and paths and here's where i am <laughs> it's okay bow and miss bow what if any special things public friendly do you do for valentine's do you take time for just the two of you? And if so, are there special favorite activities that you do together? It's the big thing we do for Valentine's. Well, we really don't do anything, just you and I. We do things for the kids. Yeah. Um, she puts to, puts together, like, Easter baskets, but they're Valentine's for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And so they get those in the morning. Um, okay. I'm a happily married. I'm happily married and met my wife through a traditional method, friend of a friend at a friend's barbecue. I'm out of touch with the dating scene since, you know, I'm married. But I do read a lot of lonely on reddit because one day in the future when i have time i'll do my own youtube channel to hopefully help out instead of a question i wanted to get your thoughts on the current dating landscape and finding someone who has similar values my opinion on the aspects of the current dating scene and then gamified dates through dating apps more isolation because of Technology has made it easier to accomplish daily tasks without social interactions. Loss of identity for masculine men overall. Inflation and cost to date. Overcoming issues relating to mental health and the aversion to interact with non-green flags because of quick judgment that they are on the other side. 
those related topics, but I like that you offer a more balanced view, so I'm not drinking my own Kool-Aid. Um, so, I mean, all of these things are definitely topics for a channel, and, and some of them are definitely issues. I don't know about the aversion to interacting with non-green flags. Uh, I mean, red flags are red flags for a reason. Uh, I think there might be a tendency of people to accept other people's red flags as their own, but... Uh, like that's, that's one of those things that I, I kind of agree with. Like when people are like, this is a behavior that I, I just cannot, I cannot endorse, I don't endorse it. <laughs> um, so there's that. But I think uh, for me, the one of these that, uh, the topic that I would find most interesting is the way that technology has made it easier to engage in those daily tasks, so there's more isolation. We have instant communication and absolutely no connection. Um, so I think that would, if it was me doing it, that's where I would focus. Um, but the whole message overall, the thing that actually jumps out at me has nothing to do with your question. I do read a lot of Lonely on Reddit because one day in the future, when I have time, I'll do my own YouTube channel no, you won't. Do it now. The, the, there, you're, you'll never have time to do it the way you want. Start. Just just start. Ten minutes a day, you know, whatever. Just start or you, or you won't. Um, that, that's, that's the part that jumps out to me. Okay. Miss Bo, please tell us about your horses. I miss seeing your sassy exchanges with Bo on Twitter because I don't really look at the platform anymore. Well, you're not missing much. We're, we're not on Twitter very much either. So, um, all right, sassy exchanges. Tell them, tell them about the horses. What are the horses doing? Tell them about the ranch. Well, the, the horses have been really good lately. Uh, no shenanigans that I'm aware of. Uh, we did put a cross fence in. So that Marilyn can have somebody with her, but not with her, because she's not a nice, nice um, young lady to other horses. She she wants to be in charge, and um, I have two older mares that are not going to accept that kind of behavior. So she has to have her own her own area. Um, but she does seem to have a budding friendship with the uh, younger German Shepherd Zonia. She runs the fence with her and you know kind of bucks but wants to look down and see her um she doesn't seem frustrated she seems like she's interested in her so now nah, we'll keep an eye on it and see how that goes <laughs> but um they're they're all healthy they're doing well even even my older gal is doing great so um and the weather's getting better for them so we'll be moving around doing more okay so yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, and for those who, who may not have got that, if you don't know, horses are, horses are, you know, 1,200 pounds on these little tiny tooth that they try to hurt themselves at times. <laughs> they, 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 they are goofy. Um, their personalities, a lot of them are kind of goofy and they can injure themselves. So that's, that's what that, that's about. Okay, but that's it. Those are all of the questions that we have here. Um, so, hope that helped. Y'all uh, hang out and everything. Um, so, there's a little more 
information, a little more context, and having the right information will make all the difference. Y'all uh, have a good day.